You wouldn't want your favorite team to play only one side of the ball. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can tackle more. That's Allstate's stand. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Back to Harry Harvey Stadium for the start of the second quarter. Marple Newtown takes a slim 7-6 edge. They will face a second and 11 from the 34-yard line on the change of possession. Now going from right to left, Bob Herpin, Greg Pecco, Josh Kippel, executive producer Jim Alsman. Friday night football on the Tigers radio network. There's a loss of one, Greg, from Cimero Moat. Brings up the second down and slightly longer. Joey Pham checks into the game, split to the near side. It's a handoff right up the middle to Duffy. He plows across the 30, close to the 25, so it will be third and short for the Tigers. And it was Valentine in on the tackle for the Rams, along with Corbett, number 54, Hayden Corbett, able to stop him in, in the linebacker up in the upper level there. Excellent job of the Marple Newton offensive line to get separation once again and push, basically push Harrington backwards for Duffy's extra four yards there. Yeah, Duffy, a nice run. Like we said, but he hits the hole hard there, picks up six-yard run there, and now third and five for the Tigers. See if they open the playbook up, maybe try and pass here. Well, I think that was a little bit of a questionable spot. It looked like Duffy got a little bit further towards the first down marker, but it is third and five. Weaverling under center gives it back to Duffy. Tries to find his way up the middle, but only gets as far as the 25. So he may have a long field goal try from Anthony Nicolotti. We may have something, a trick. And Corbett the stop the again sleeve. for the Rams on the initial contact. He's been the big name so far for the Rams in their linebacking core. Obviously, no no numbers called really along the defensive front four, which uh, for, for the Rams is not a good sign, especially going into later in this game where they'll be back on their heels with a, with a run, hard running offense. So now we have Billy Weaverling back in the game, taking his cues from the sidelines. Marpaluton will go for it. Fourth and two. From the 25, Joey Fan, the lone wide out to the far side this time. Duffy and White in the backfield. It's a handoff to Duffy. He falls backwards. He's got the first down and more. He's down at the 20. Well, a couple of Rams there on the stop. Kelly was drug a little bit by Duffy. And number 75, Matt Williamson had to come up and make a stop for Harriton. It looked as if there, and along with Juan Valentine. That's just will. That's just pure will by Duffy there. He couldn't move the pile forward. While he was facing forward and just decided to fall backwards and got those extra three yards. And able to drag Kelly. That's pretty. Kelly's a pretty big guy, pretty big mismatch in size there between Duffy and, and Kelly. Ball at the 20-yard line. Weaverling will hand it off to Ryan White. He gets some room on the near side, but he fumbles the football at the 15. He didn't come up with it. He came up from that pile too soon, so we'll see who got it. Well, there's two Tigers at the bottom of the pile and one Ram, so we'll see. They're peeling off layers of that pile. And Harriton has the football. Harriton has the football at the 15-yard line. So a mistake by White that time, allowing the football to be stripped by the Rams. I couldn't see who actually made the contact 
that stripped the football. But a big recovery for the Rams and, and a, a heart-stopping miscue. Ryan White, I mean, it's the, it's the most terrible feeling in the world. One second you have the ball and you're moving forward, then all of a sudden you're the only one standing and you don't have the football and you don't know where it is. Now it's important for the defense to make a big stand here for the Tigers. Moriarty in shotgun formation. As they have an audible call, they have four wide receivers now. Near side will be Reed and Dylan O'Donnell. Moriarty into the flat for Allen. He's across the 15, across the 20, and up to the 22 or 23-yard line. And stopped by Brian Kelly, number 50 for the Marple Newtown Tigers after a little gain there on the wide receiver screen for the Rams. 9.44 to go, opening half, 7-6. Marple Newtown clinging to that lead, but they had the first key turnover of the contest on a scoring drive. So it will be second and a long two for Harriton. They need to get to the 26-and-a-half in order to pick up the first down. And we have Dylan O'Donnell, the lone wide out to the near side. One man to the far side. Two-man backfield as Moriarty once again in the shotgun formation. It's a handoff to Allen. He pushes forward. He's got the first down. He's going towards the near sideline across the 30 and dragged down on about the 32. And it's Brian Kelly again on the stop for Marple Newtown after the first down is picked up by the Rams by their running back Allen that time. And the Rams are content to spread out this Marple Newtown defense. They use a, you know, a West Coast style spread offense. A lot of shotgun, a lot of you know, screen passes, and they spread out with four or five wide receivers at times to force the Tigers to open up that middle of the field for, for pass plays later. And they also are taking a page out of Marble Newtown's playbook with rushing plays, trying to gain four or five yards at a time and chew up valuable time off that clock as we have 8.45 to go first half. Moriarty under center. The give is to Reed. He's sealed off, but he finally gets forward across the 35 before he's run out of bounds. And Reed run out of bounds that time. A nice run on the off-tackle that time for the Rams. Able to get four or five yards on the play. Looks like they're going to actually mark it at three from where he stepped out. Just in front of the 35-yard line, so and the Rams, long. The Rams appear to con- contend to alternate Allen and Reed. Reed kind of that power back versus Allen, that more dynamic guy who can play in the receiver spot, can play in the backfield. Uh, in this game. As long as you're uh, using both and uh, switching them up, you're going to tire out that defense. So we have second and seven from the 35-yard line. Moriarty once again shotgun formation. Three wide receivers. Reed split to the far side. Now he's in motion. It's a bad snap over Moriarty's head. Allen will fall on it. Now Moriarty falls on it back at the 22-yard line. So averting disaster is Harden, but they will face a third and long coming up. And they were lucky to get to that football when they did as Chris Kirkin was bearing down after he saw that snap go high. And that's the second high snap we've seen today in a, in a situation like this. The first time was a special team snap, which led to the muffed that extra point. And now this one, a snap of a big and causing a big loss on third down for the Rams. Interesting there. It is cold and dry conditions, so you maybe just chalk that up to just being a bad high snap for the center. Yeah, certainly. I mean, the, the weather will affect that. A quick change like this in the last couple of days that we've had, you know, one day you're practicing in 70-degree heat, and the next day you're, you're in a 38-degree, 39-degree windy night. And that is uh, the vagaries of possible global warming here in the northeastern part of the United States, especially this time of the year. So with 8-11 to go in the first half, Marple Newtown still clinging to a 7-6 lead. Harriton faces a third and long, third and 19 or 20, back at their own 22-yard line. 
a lot more of a tight defensive battle uh, than we would have ex- uh, anticipated, even taking out the blowout scores of the last two games between the teams at Harriton. Yeah, certainly. Harriton is a team that's gotten better over the years. I think it, this year you've seen them play some tough teams and, and do well, and they, they've appeared to kind of stand firm. Now, last week we saw Marple, New- or two weeks ago, excuse me, saw Marple Newtown stand firm against Ridley and Ridley pulled away. Marple could do that again today against Harriton and be on the other side of that that type of score. Third and 19 from the 23. Moriarty in shotgun formation. Four wide receivers. Two near side. Two far side. It's a bad snap. Under a rush is Moriarty. It's complete to Allen across the 20. He gets checks off a tackle to 25. He's going to the 30. Towards the near sideline. Still on his feet, but doesn't get to the 35. And a couple of Tigers in there. Chris Kirkin, one of them, is w- along with Sean Reidinger, able to make the stop on Allen. And another bad snap there. A low one that time allowing the Marble Newtown Tigers to get some pressure in there. As you saw, number 54, Pete Finnegan, on the, on the def- from the defensive end position for the Tigers, put the pressure on and forced that throw. And now fourth down and long for the Rams. And what we've seen this before is that Allen drops back into the punting formation with Ryan White and Diaguardi back. Here's the snap. It will be a punt. It's to the near sideline, heading towards the sideline, and finally down. One foot out of bounds, one foot inbounds by number 18 for Harden. Sam Gross. They're going to spot the ball right at the 30-yard line. So it's 7.20 to go here in this first half. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor to a life of courage and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Billy Weaverling with the handoff to Ryan Duffy. He gets a couple yards. And stopped by number 44, Reed for the Rams now, and it'll be second down after that punt, and you know, before the break there, Marple Newtown able to come up with a big stop defensively after the fumble by White, and they got some help from Harriton after a couple bad snaps. And uh, they definitely fooled us because they wanted to get back after that uh, break in the action to the line of scrimmage earlier than we expected. Second down and eight for Marple Newtown at the 32-yard line. They have Joey Fan back in the game, split to the far side. Weaverling under center. He's got the pitch to the outside. It will be... Let's see. Is that Ryan Duffy once again? And gets across the 35. Close to the first down, but... Stopped by number 53, Najee Carroll for the Rams. Third down and about four. Another third and short situation. The last couple times we've seen this, they've gone to Ryan Duffy with that quick burst from the backfield. See if they do it again. And why not? There's no reason to believe that Harriton has any kind of special insight that will get them penetration right off that snap. Now, it's been the linebacking core for the Rams that has been the, the big defensive highlight tonight. 6.05 to go, first half. Weaverling under center. Moat is in motion. It's a pitch to the outside to Moat. He's trying to feel his way across the 40. He's got the first down, the 45, before he's dragged out of bounds. But there is a penalty flag behind the play. And that play was set up nicely. If this is a holding penalty, it's going to be a shame. And it will be. And, and what I'm saying there is is the Rams were leaning heavy defensively with guys on the near side of the field. And they ran that, really, or excuse me, Marple ran that far side with Moat. And it was set up perfectly. But now the hold's going to cost them. Moat would have had at least... 14, 15 yards on that play if everything worked according to plan, but as it will 
they will be moving back 10 yards. So the theme seems to be mistakes. During the run, we have holding on the offense. 10 yards, spotted foul. Repeat, third down. Head referee Bob Tinsley uh, interrupting us there for a second, but uh, he's got he, the call. He's, he's, got the, he's got the right, the validity to do that. Um, but, you know, that, that <laughs> mistakes, what I was saying, is mistakes hurting the, both of these teams early. Ball spotted at the 29-yard line. Moat in motion. Weaverling is back. Tries to go up the middle. Well, and that fails right at the line of scrimmage. Mario Diagordi with his first touch of the football unsuccessful today. Well, read real well by Najee Carroll. He was able to get in there right away and make that initial contact and basically blow that thing up in the backfield. Loss of two, so a loss will be third down and 13 coming up for the Tigers. Fourth down, pardon me. Weaverling takes his position back. It's another high punt. Weaverling gathers it in at the 10. It's a wobbler coming down at the 45. Allen fields it at the 40, breaks the tackle. He's going to cross the 45. 50, 45, coming to the near sideline now, across the 40, still being pursued. Stiff arm at the 35, gets across the 30, 25, and let's see where they call him out of bounds because he finished his run around the 15. Well, risky, risky run by Allen, but it works out for him as the initial gunners on the defensive side of the of the punt return that time couldn't make that initial stop, and then Allen using his upper body strength to, to give a couple stiff arms to the Tigers' defense, and eventually he just couldn't hold the line when he was trying to tiptoe down the, the near sideline. By all intents and purposes, Allen should have been brought down on his side of midfield, and we got a break from the officials as they ruled him to be out of bounds at the 26. So first and 10 for Harrington going from left to right now as we have number 84, Ryan Kelly, checking in. As a fullback, but it's a handoff to Reed. He gets across the 20, slashing to the outside, 15, 10, towards that near pylon, and he's in for the touchdown. Well, that was that was an interesting run that time for the Rams. You know, that, that play got blown up. There was a lot of holes. There was a lot of Tigers defenders who were on the near side of the field that couldn't get over there on that off-tackle far side. However, it looked like there was, you know, a possibility of a hold, but the referees aren't going to call something that was, you know, questionable on a run like that. And there was an interesting decoy they had for Ryan Kelly. Six-foot-three-inch tight end just rolling across there. And the Rams have a decision here if they're going to kick the extra point or go for two, and it looks like with the offensive package out there, it's going to be a two-point attempt. Well, with the extra, the missed extra point on the first touchdown, that kind of forces their hand. So Moriarty will be under center for the two-point conversion. He rolls out on a fake handoff. He has a man in the end zone, but the ball is dropped. That was Ryan Kelly. It was right into his chest. Incomplete. A big hit by the Tigers defenders that time. Excellent hit. And it looked like it was number 24 on the, on the, with the hit, with the contact, Ryan Schallenberger, to break that ball loose from the hands of Kelly. Schallenberger listed as six foot tall, 175, taking on a man six foot three. 195, but I think uh, Mr. Kelly's a little bit uh, bigger than that. But an excellent, excellent play by the defense to recover. And certainly plenty of time left for the Tigers to score with 4.36 left. Also, what comes in with the way they run their offense, they can almost kill that, that time and then go into, se- into the second half with the football coming to them. Great, great analysis. That's exactly the point we're going to make because 4 minutes and 36 seconds is nothing, especially if they have 70 yards to go. But the way they've been moving the football 
and a touchdown and extra point gives them two point lead and then the football back like I said this is this is not a bad situation for the this Tigers is, to be is, in but nonetheless this is a one of the big key moments of this of this football game a hinge on which the momentum can swing Allen back behind the football it will be once again Samara Moat to the far side Ryan White to the near side both at the 15 yard line Allen goes under the football there's a skittering kick coming down to the 20 yard line and to White he gets across the 25 the 30 and up to the 35 and tackled by Valentine of, of the Rams on the return and it looks like it's going to be marked at the 34 so the Tigers have a decent way to go, but not not the worst situation you could be in with 4:28 remaining in this half. That was an excellent end over end kick, almost like a boomerang. But the thing was, he got an unfavorable bounce. As instead of bouncing up or down or to the side, it just died in the turf right there for Ryan White to come and pick up. Let's see if the Tigers open the playbook. Maybe go to the air here on first down. Ball to the 34 yard line. Joey Fan back in the game, split to the far side. Moat in motion. Weaverling will go to the air. He's got White in the flat. He's got a first down across the 40-45 near midfield. Drag down in bounds, more importantly. And it looked like it was Reed on the tackle on the far side of the field on White, but a big first down there. And a nice, nice time to call that play. You had, you had boat in motion after you ran him twice to the far side of the field on your last possession. This time you go back to a similar setup, get, the, get them thinking about Moat's movement, and you roll out and throw to White in the flat. Gain of 15 for a fresh set of downs for the Tigers. Clock moves towards four minutes to play in the first half. Joey Pham still in splits in the near side this time. Moat and Duffy in the backfield. White will be in motion. It's a handoff right up the gut to Duffy. He breaks a tackle across midfield, across the 45 and close to another first down. And he stumbles forward for a couple yards after the initial contact by number 51, Kobe Carb, or Cody Carb, excuse me, of the Rams there. Duffy able to make you know, a big run there and stumble forward after that contact, and then he eventually fell with his momentum. Not Kobe Carl, son of Denver Nuggets head coach George Carl. That would be a spectacular athletic achievement. Well, we have we have Andy Reid's son on the field, so anything is possible. Second down and two from the 43-yard line of Harriton. Weirling gives it to Duffy again. He's got the first down and spills his way across the 40. And... A nice tackle that time by number 72 of Harriton. Once again, three yards too late. And he's a, a, he's a, he's numberless on our roster sheet here for the Rams. We'll try and correct that later. So we have 3.15 to go. First half. 12-7 Harriton, but Marple Newtown moving the football effectively once again as they have throughout the entire contest. Ball on the near side. Fam split to the far side. Will be a handoff to Duffy again. He goes across the 35, 30, 25, and down to 20. So another first down and more. Brian Duffy just chewing up that yardage in the middle of the field. And Juan Valentine makes the stop on Duffy, but credit Marble Newtown offensive lineman Christian Whiteside getting upfield, making blocks down the field, able to help Duffy out and able to help him get extra yardage on that run. So just knocking on the door of the red zone. Ball spot at the 22-yard line, first and 10. The Tigers will have their down in the middle of the field. Joey Pham swings all the way back to the near side once again as we have White in motion. 
Once again, it's to Duffy. He has room up the middle, across the 20, 15. Ryan Duffy. Across the 10, down at the 5. What a run by Ryan Duffy. Eventually tackled by number 25, John Wright of the Rams. But he made a nice cut to juke out Juan Valentine in the secondary there. And that picked up an extra 5 to 8 yards for Ryan Duffy. Gain of 16 on that play as he had open real estate from the moment the ball was snapped. Good enough for another Tigers. Five-point deficit down. about to change. They're knocking the on the Tigers. door again. Just avoid the mistakes. Deep in the red zone this time. Weaverling under center. Joey Fan split to the near side. Moat in motion. It's a handoff to Duffy. He plows his way forward. Let's see the call. He is in for the touchdown. Wow, good run up the middle. Great blocking Duffy using speed and power that time as he had two guys on him and then leaned over the goal line to get that touchdown for the Tigers. And like we said, now a 13-12 ball game with two minutes left for the Tigers. Defensive stop and the advantage is still you know, in the Tigers' favor with them getting the ball back next half. Just got to come up with the extra point here. Six-yard run and... Nathan Nicolotti, number six, on for the extra point. The ball is snapped. It is on its way. It is high and spinning and through the uprights. So with 158 to go, first half, Marple Newtown hits the 14-12 lead. We'll be right back with the change of possession. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by Allstate. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent David Monroe today at 610-359-1244. The Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Philly Pretzel Factory. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. The Winter Circle Sports Grill. For real sports fans only. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If they don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill. For real sports fans only. Ryan Duffy touchdown run, his second of the game, has put Marple Newtown ahead. And we have Nicolardi approaching the ball. It is a high end-over-end kick coming down to Jawan Valentine, who fumbles the football at the 17. He picks it up. He's rolling his way, pushing across the 20, but gets no further than the 21. And a nice job defensively on the return by the Tigers, number 66, Sean Ridinger, able to get Juan Valentine's ankle and keep him from moving forward. So big... Momentum builder and confidence boost by the offense. Now let's see the defense's turn to shut the door over the final 149 of this half and go into the locker room with that two-point edge. Two-point edge in the ball back next half is gonna is is a huge advantage for the Tigers, especially a team that against a team that hasn't proven to be able to stop them consistently in this ballgame. Moriarty once again, shotgun formation. We have Reed and Mike Allen in the backfield. Two wide receivers set. Moriarty's going to drop back. Quick drop. Over the middle it is complete. Complete with a diving catch to Ryan Kelly. Tomorrow almost able to make the stop and knock the ball out of Kelly's hands, but he was able to use his upper body to kind of bring that ball in, and that kept Moat from being able to slap it away. 24-yard gain on first down. The Harrington Rams 
It's not what you want to see. Once again, that middle of the field is exploited, but you got to give a lot of credit to Ryan Kelly for going up with all that bulk and basically making a one-handed catch and securing it with the other hand while he's falling backwards. As we have Harriton going into their three-wide receiver set, but we have a timeout. And I like this timeout by the Tigers. You saw Harriton ready to kind of stretch the field there. They went five-wide receiver, empty backfield, and the Tigers coaching staff notices that and says, hold on, let's talk about this. Let's see how we're going right. to go for this final minute and 28 no, seconds. No reason to let the Harriton try to uh, seize control and play a no-huddle and rush things. Because they did do that very well on their first drive of the contest. Yeah, Harriton's a team, like we said, is getting better. They have a good young core of players. They're able to stretch the field and, and use the passing game to kind of get them downfield quickly. And if you're Marple Newtown, you don't want to waste the lead you've built and the opportunity you have going into halftime to make this a bigger lead in the third quarter. Well, it's also a good bit of gamesmanship to ice that set immediately before the snap because you get these guys trying to get into, into their set and then call the timeout and that just totally interrupts the rhythm. Especially a lot of coaches don't like to call the same play twice, especially after a timeout. So they go back under center at the 45-yard line. Moriarty once again in shotgun formation. Four wide receivers. One man in the backfield is Reed. Moriarty on the rollout. He's going back to the 35 to the near sideline. He throws, and it is caught on a bobble. Wow. By uh, Dylan O'Donnell in the near sideline here at the 37-yard line of Marple Newtown. He had that and lost it three times before eventually coming down with it. And Ryan White tried to go after the football, and I think his contact almost helped O'Donnell bring that in because it brought O'Donnell's body closer to that football. Yeah, sometimes you have to really just make a concerted effort to swat it or drill the, the receiver. Otherwise, that tip may uh, fall right into their hands. So it's shotgun formation again. Three wide receivers to the far side. It's a swing pass to the outside to Allen. Gets across the 40, 35, and almost a horse collar tackle uh, near the 30-yard line. Yeah, Brian Kelly able to get the receiver up around the, the shoulder pads that time. And he eventually went down. It was kind of weird. He stayed up for a second, but then his upper body weight seemed to force him back down to the ground there as Harridan takes the time out with the clock running down. So we are under one minute to go. 54.8 seconds remaining. The ball will be spotted at the 32-yard line of Marple Newtown. And with you know two timeouts remaining for Harriton. They are within basically within striking distance of at least three points. And, and you kind of want you wonder here with second down and four yards, maybe they try and run and see if they get a big break up the middle like they had earlier from this distance with, with Reed. Certainly shown that they can be in a set that throws off the Marple Newtown defense just enough to create that gap over the middle of the field. As we have uh, water being brought out for the first time all game. you know, So crisp. Temperatures expected to dip into the 30s later tonight. Very brisk wind uh, swirling around here, bringing an extra chill. As we are finally ready to get back underway, Moriarty in the shotgun formation. He has a seven-step drop. He's going up top. He's got a man towards the near sideline. It's Allen who leaps and can't come down with it. And good timing by Ryan White there to make contact and, and hit, it, it hit Allen in the air as he touches the football, force him to misplay that ball. Otherwise, Allen has it, and he has the football down at the five-yard line. Falling out of bounds. He's got to come out. 44 has got to come out. So a third down here and short for Harrod, and be interesting to see if they go for that first down or, or go 
you know, over the middle and see what they can get here. No, whatever, whatever it is, you know, even with two timeouts, you might want to have a ball, have a play inbounds and just use your timeout because you have those in your hip pocket instead of just trying to go for a, a lengthy pass and stop the clock that way when you have no movement. Shotgun formation again. Moriarty's back. Three-step drop to the far sideline. Nobody there at the 35. Looked like there was some miscommunication O'Donnell. with Dylan O'Donnell on the far side of the field. He he did do a little double move on the far side of the field like he was going to turn around, and I think that's what his quarterback, Moriarty, thought he was doing. He ended up going upfield. Well, that's, that's a problem uh, even in the playground. You drop back and your receiver does a fly when you need him to do yeah. a curl. Receiver's thinking pump and go, and you're looking curl, and it, it ends up in, in being a problem. 47 and a half seconds to go. Fourth down. Moriarty back. He's under a rush. He's moving towards the near sideline. He cuts back towards the middle. And he's brought down by Whitesides. Well shy of the first down. Another great play on defensively by Christian Whiteside. Getting in the backfield and then not giving up the pursuit after the guy is just by him. And able to bring him down and force a turnover on downs. And now you see Tigers football with 38 seconds left. be interesting to see what their decision here is going into the second into the halftime. Interesting call by Moriarty. He didn't even make it to the 30-yard line. It's not even close for her run. I don't know what he saw, but you're right, Greg. We don't know what's coming up here. I mean, you could just easily kneel on the football and, and just take the lead to the locker room, but you never know what's going on. As Joey Fenn is in the game, split wide to the near side. You've got Duffy in the backfield with Moat in motion. He hands it off to Duffy, goes off tackle to the right side across the 35 near the 40. And tackled by a bunch of Rams on that one, but it looked like Reed had the initial stop for the Harriton Rams. Gain of eight. Ball spotted at the 40-yard line. They need to get to the two. What will be the final play of this first half? Joey Pham still in the game, split to the near side once again. Pham flanked by White and Duffy and Moat. He gives it to Duffy. Comes off tackle to the near side this time, across the 45. He's got the first down, dragged down shy of midfield. And that's where we will end this first half with Marvel Newtown taking a 14-12 advantage. We'll be back with the halftime festivities and the call of the third quarter. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network.